You know, a word that I really like in German is bewundern, which in English would translate as to admire. But admire is not a word that does anything, but bewundern is to be wonder, right? To be mm-hmm. wondered by another human being, which can translate to, I mean, it does translate to the similar exact same notion as admiring somebody, but I find it beautiful that it is the word wonder in there, right? Because there is yep. something about keeping a sense of wonder for the world, but more specifically, keeping a sense of wonder for the people in our lives. And one of the trickiest parts about relationships is that as they become more intimate and as we feel we know that person really, really well, and as our dance of relationship, the way our dynamics, the way we function together, our rhythms, our ways of relating, our ways of experiencing things together, get into a rhythm and a groove over the years. We can lose our sense of wonder about the other person. And we can start having a sense of knowing, of familiarity. I know Ramin. This is how Ramin thinks. This is how Ramin feels. This is what Ramin is going to do. And there's nothing to wonder about anymore. Ramin is a known quantity. And that, to a big part, is the beginning of the end of relationships, right? That's when relationships are not being watered anymore, not get enough sunlight, and they can't continue to grow and evolve, they start dying slowly because they are only held by old nutrients, right? Yeah. They help. And we almost, like, we don't, we don't interact with the actual person anymore, but with our image and perception or, or idea of that person, yeah. right? And then that person also feels it, right? So they also kind of give you that back and they, and you almost like they can that can have a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of it, effect, it right? It creates a situation uh, uh, where I also am not my whole self anymore or comfortably changing or showing you new sides of me because you want to see and already feel familiar and comfortable with a version of me. And I know that you like that version of me, so I'm feeding you that version and I'm hiding other yeah. versions away from you which then makes me feel more and more dead, less and less seen, less and less recognized uh, by you. And that can be the, that is the beginning of the end. And oftentimes people that we thought we knew so well that we thought we knew in and out. I mean, in relationships all the time like this, you know, this husband and he's been married, he's been married for 20 years and he knows his wife, she's this way and she likes that and she dislikes that. And then she's an affair with somebody and acts completely, is a completely different person. And that person that had an affair with her meets the husband. They don't know that they are talking about the same woman and they could be telling each other one about his wife, the other one about his affair and think they talk about completely different women that acted totally different. And there's nothing that would indicate that it's the same woman. What did, what sure. made that happen? How did that magic happen? Now, the husband could think uh, selfishly and in, in a hurt framework, this terrible woman, this liar, she's deceived me my whole life. Look, with me, she pretended to be one way, and then she goes off with this other man and is a completely different way. And in a much better way than with me, right? 
much more exciting way. And the the guy that's in an affair with her might selfishly and arrogantly think, ha, look, the stupid husband, he got, he made her this, you know, unhappy, simple, boring person, but I made her flower and make her amazing. And both of them are right and wrong, right? In so many ways, but it goes back to, we can be so many different people and sometimes we're just comfortable to be a different type of person with a new person in a new environment. Yeah. Regardless, we will live our entire lives never, it, as, as long as we stay open, we will never stop stumbling over new versions of ourselves. We will never stop evolving and changing and rediscovering who we really are, who, who we are now or who we are becoming. So if we can keep a sense of wonder about the people in our lives, about our relationships, and keep looking at the people that are closest to us with fresh eyes, with open eyes, open heart, with curiosity, with, huh, I wonder what else, who else you can be and are and have been. Then we could live our whole life and never get bored with somebody, never get used to somebody, never stop having fun, never have stop being on our toes and feeling like, oh, I don't know if, you know, this person still enjoys me or this person still thinks I'm exciting or wow, I, I don't know if I like that new version of this person. Like this sense of refreshment, like keeping that relationship really alive and growing and flowing and evolving through decades and decades and decades. But we have relationships that developed for a number of years and then had a very long and steady death. And we've all had that with friendships oftentimes as well, where you had a friendship in your 20s and it was amazing and you still consider these people friends today, but all that's alive is a memory of decades old. And today there's really not much. And when you meet with these people, you become your 20-year-old version. You become a little bit more like you used to be then yeah. and they become a little bit more yeah. like they used to be then. And you reenact yeah. an old memory that's comfortable, yeah. but nothing about it is really enlivening. It doesn't feel energizing. It doesn't feel true. And you don't see them today anymore, maybe because you don't want to. You only see them as an older copy of exactly the person you already know and you want to know. And these relationships are dead, right? I mean, they're never as fulfilling. They're not filling you up. It's always you want to you wanna feel more nurtured by it when you meet these people. And you're always slightly disappointed at how this meal that used to be so yummy and fill you up so much, you, you mm -hmm. ate it with such, you know, excitement, but you're still kind of hungry. It didn't, it didn't do the trick anymore. It, it's just not as tasty. It didn't fill you up because it's not a life today anymore. It's not a relationship of today. You haven't kept it alive. You're not rekindling it. And I love the admiration doesn't speak to that at all, but bewunderung as a word, and to admire and also be wondering and curious about all the people in your life, especially the people you know best, is such a powerful way to have more alive, more blessing, more gifting, more 
fulfilling relationships, right? And also it creates the kind of space where you can be more fully who you really are, more comfortably uh, changing, evolving, trying new things out. Sometimes as we stumble into these new places in life and we start discovering, oh, maybe I want to open up a little bit and talk more about my feelings with my friends. I don't know exactly what that version of Stelly will feel like, how far that's going to go. How, who do I test this with? Who do I try this on with? If I can feel comfortable doing this with the people I love the most, that now limits it so drastically. I have to travel somewhere, you know, be in a hostel to meet some random people to try this. That's kind of tough, but you can do that when you're 19 or something. But, you know, when you're in your 30s or 40s, it's tough to do that, to go travel, to be a different person. So what a blessing when you can just try out different new things, open yeah. up in, in very in ways that might change again soon, but with the people that you love the most. And they keep having an open, curious attitude about you and go, what? I didn't realize, Ramin, you yeah. like this type of thing. That's shocking. Wow, I'm, you know, I want to know more. And then when maybe a month later, you, ah, I don't like this anymore, I've changed. There's no judgment. There's no, well, but, you, but now I already also bought the book. And there's a, oh, cool. Like, what changed? Like, a, a, I love you no matter what, and I want to keep, learning about you. I want to keep understanding you better. And I will realize that there is no, I know Ramin case closed. I know him in and out and mm -hmm. I don't need to look anymore because I already know him with closed eyes. I know him better than he knows himself. I know exactly how it feels and what he does. That's not something to brag about. That's actually something to be sad about because it's not true. It can never be true. And if it is true, if you can go there, but look, I can prove it. For the next year, I can exactly tell you it. My friend will say, yes, you know me so well. I exactly do it. This. What you're describing is a relationship that's dead. It's a relationship or maybe also a person at a given time that is holding on to an older version of themselves because it's comfortable, because other people yeah. are telling them Stagnating. that it's a good version of themselves. But this is not yeah. how real life works. This is not how people really are. They're not stuck in a version that's finished and just stays the same year over year. That's just never going to happen. I was talking to you. It's like a, like a tree that, that has like the exact same leaves at the exact same time every, every year. You know? nope, yeah, not it's not going to happen. This is not, this is not, this is not possible in life. And whenever people go, ah, now I figured it out. I've done a magic mushroom retreat session and I discovered I am not the way I thought I was. I am this totally different way. And now, now everything makes sense. Oh my God, if people could only also take mushrooms and understand. I found the truth. I found the truth, the final answer. Oh my God. I always, I always go, I have bad news for you. I have good news and bad news. The good news is what you described sounds beautiful. Amazing. Just enjoy every little bit of it. <laughs> what is the bad news? Well, you know, I, it, in my experience, this is not the end, my friend. This is a new beginning. And maybe in one year, maybe it's seven, you will have another moment where you go, oh my God, I thought back then I knew who I was, but now, and this will never stop. And it's not a tragedy. It's a blessing. Don't think about this. What is more full, more tasty, more stimulating, richer as an experience? If somebody told you, you're going to be born and then in year one, 
Everything about you will be set. Click, 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 click. We'll set the settings. You walk this fast. You move this way. You eat this stuff. You like that stuff. And then for the next 40 years, whatever you was that day, you just keep doing, being that and doing that for 40, 60, 90 years. And then you fall over and the battery is empty. You're done. Or every day, almost, you could be something new. Add something, subtract something, evolve, discover like a beautiful, magical dance that changes colors, that changes forms, that stretches, that contracts, and you'll discover yourself and through yourself the world anew again and again and again and again. And it's only limited by your ability to jump off the cliff, to open up freely, to say yes, to be curious, to take risk to fail and make mistakes and evolve and change in ways that you don't like. So you have to move back, but it's unlimited. You could live a thousand lives in one life if you want it, or just one life. What would you choose? Right. And that's what it is. And that same thing is true for the people in our lives. Do you want to love one person or love one person? Or love a thousand people incarnated by one person or like love one person in a thousand different ways because you've seen the evolution of a thousand different versions and lives of this person and we're there for all of it, not just for the one. What is more, like what is a longer, richer, crazier life? I mean, it's obvious. So seeing that as a blessing, as an enrichment of the experience of life versus as a tragedy, as a like, no, 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 no. I need to know who I am. And then I need to know who everybody else is. And these things need to be set in stone because how can I find certainty in life? How could I ever trust anybody or myself? How can I make plans? How can I say things to people? How can I feel familiar? Like I know this, I know these things. And it's the thing that makes you feel connected and familiar is not going to be the, the, the layers of the onion. It's going to be connect connection to the core of the audience, right? Like when you're connected to the heart of these people, if they evolve in terms of what, you know, they loved beer, but now they're into wine, they now go do a lot of sport, but then they were super into literature or they, whatever stuff has changed in their personality. They were very focused career, money, money, money. And then they changed and they're like really spirituality. And then they changed into something else over the decades. That doesn't mean that they are a different soul, a different heart. At the core, we all are who we were at birth almost. I, I'm, I keep remembering this and I see this in my children and it's something I still have to accept about myself. When, I, when we did a, a, a sailing trip for a week with my brother with, for his 40th birthday and his friends and some childhood friends that I'd known and, and family members and cousins, one of our, that cousin, he's the son of my, um, my godfather and godmother, but he's like a childhood friend of ours. When he was on the when he came on the boat and he hadn't seen six of us in decades, right? But he knew all of us from childhood. When he got on the boat and he looked at us all, he sat down and we all had wine and we're chatting and we're laughing and we're having dinner. And at some point he turns around and looks at all of us. He's like, motherfuckers. You all, like, you all think you've grown and changed 
and you're now you have families and you have children and a car and a business <laughs> and things and gray hair and no hair and tattoos and big, strong and a little fat. And, but I see you. I see all of you and you are exactly who you were when you were children. <laughs> you have spirit. Your hearts have not changed at all. I see you. I see you. And it's so clear you've not changed a bit in your heart and your spirit. You are who you were. Like, and I love you all for it. And there's something true about that. We are, we are born with a certain spirit and heart. And of course, we change yeah. in many, many little detailed ways. But there's a core that's always going to be there. And if you know what your core is, if your self-knowledge is not reliant on the surface area of your life, I am a business entrepreneurship person that likes Ferraris and does yoga and is a vegan. That's who I am. If that's who you are, you change vegan to something else and now your world is collapsing. You don't know who this person is anymore, but that's not who you are. At your core, at a much, much deeper core, there is something that's you that is unchanging. And then there's the beauty of life that you can add or subtract millions of layers and be millions of different ways and change and shape and stretch. And if you know the core of the people you love and you know your own core, then you're at home. There, there is your familiarity. You don't need to know, you don't need to try to make life predictable, the people predictable, yourself predictable. You know, you can get a little surprise. Of course, it's good to have some consistency and not get schizophrenic, but you, you are familiar because you're connected to their core. And then it's like not threatening when somebody changes something about the surface area of who they are now or the phase of life they're going through now that might not be going in parallel tracks with your current phase of life. Oh, these things are not threatening anymore then. That, the, I read this once. You can tell how open your heart is by the amount of wonder that you feel in a given day. Like, when your heart is open, you will be wowed. You will be like, feel yeah. the wonder of life, the wonder of these little things. That's also part of what I loved about the book Zorba when he sees these things like a bird and he has, he has the awe and wonder of a person that has lived 60 years in a country without birds and sees the first bird in his life. Never seen a picture of it. It's just like, what is this creature that jumps up and you know, flies into the air and what is it and why? Why does it exist? What is the meaning of a bird? There's some so such beauty in being able to have that. And you see that in children because children discover things for the first time and they have that. Oh my God, what is this thing? Wonderment. And they have the capacity to, to enjoy and be wondered and amazed about something again and again and again and again, where, where. Kind of as, you know, grown up sometimes we're like, all right, all right. Enough. You spent 10 yeah, times yeah. now. Enough. No, 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 no. I remember, <laughs> no, 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 it's not yeah, anymore. I remember <laughs> saying this uh, for many, many years where I thought children are so much better about having fun because they can have unlimited fun with the same thing versus adults. We go after the third time, fun, fun ends, fun is expiring. It's yep. not sophisticated <laughs> to have fun five times with the same joke that is dumb. <laughs> it is not smart. It's like, yep. it's so dumb. Like we're so yeah. like, we're throwing away all the fun after like one usage when children can like get usage for days mm -hmm. about the same thing is sometimes mm -hmm. weeks and months. 
it is the, the, the openness of heart. Like if your heart is fully open, you will be amazed and in awe about life again and again and again and again, because a life is amazing. People are incredible. Just everything about life is something that should put you in a state of complete awe. It's not because we close our heart and we shift our energy attention and the center of gravity of our lives completely to our minds. And my minds goes, I've seen this before. I've seen this before. I've seen this before. I've seen this before. Not relevant right now. Not relevant. Not relevant. Dumb. Not interesting. Not expensive. Not important. Not this. Not that. I've tasted this before in a better version. Yeah. This is kind of not. This is a seven. I've already tried a 10. I shouldn't be Let's too impressed. Let's not get too excited. I shouldn't enjoy this too yes, much. this is yeah. really amazing. But if you overdo it, then other people will laugh at you. So just keep it to yourself and like tame it down. That's the mind's business all day long. But when the heart is open, we can be truly discovering life in a rebirth way every day. Because life, like even, like see, and I, I've had this oftentimes with animals where I'll look at an elephant or a picture of a tiger or a picture of a shark and I go, if I had never seen this before, and you'd show this to me, it would blow my mind. This looks like nothing that belongs on this planet. An octopus? Are you shitting me? Dude, yeah, all these deep sea creatures. I mean, you can look at that now and you're like, what, what the? the wait, this, this is, is real? a real thing? This can't be from Earth. Uh, but you could, you could yeah. do this with everyday items like a, a squirrel. Yeah. You look at a squirrel and you go, what the fuck are you? What is this? This huge fluffy yeah. like tail and like how you move and the, this is amazing. You just have to have an open heart to rediscover life. And it's so beautiful to think about the people in our lives as a source of wonder and to, when we see them, to be admiring them from a place of being bewondered or whatever, like to be like, wow, the wonder of Ramin. The wonder of who he is, how he feels, how he communicates, what he's given me, how he's blessed me, but also how is he changing? What is new? What becomes fresh? What is an old idea I'm still holding on to that's not Ramin anymore, right? At the, the other day, I'd have thought about something. I'll keep this very cryptic. I had a thought about something related to you me doing something and how you would respond to it. And then I thought, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this because Ramin might not like this. And then I thought my first reaction was like, fuck Ramin, do whatever you want. He can go fuck himself. <laughs> and then it took me a little bit. And then I went, well, which Ramin would not like this? Yeah. <laughs> Ramin in you know, it, so first of all, it could just, just be Ramin and sell his head which is yeah. sometimes yeah. remain outside, but oftentimes not. Right. It's you very know, but, calibrated. But, but, but often, it's very well calibrated. Oftentimes yeah. not, but also yeah. I'm like, is this remain in Stelly's mind of today, like remain to, of today in Stelly's mind, or is this remain four years ago? And then I thought, yeah, remain has changed a lot. This is an old version of remain that I'm thinking about here. Like this, I'm not, maybe it would be this way. Maybe not. Maybe he'd never been this way. But my, the reason I have this version, this like action hero figure version of Ramin to look at and to, is because of things that happened many years ago, not of how we are now. And so I'm like, so 
maybe this version is just oil that needs to be in a like in a place to look at as like a, a an old thing to admire. But the new Ramin version in my head even is not that way. And even better when there's no Ramin version in my head and I just experience Ramin in real life, like out there in Bangkok. Um so staying open and being curious to get to know each other again and again and again, right. you know, that's such a beautiful thing. And I, I didn't think about it this way. I never thought about it that way. Not with friends, not with my family. And I, as my mother is aged, I've been telling people more and more, you're going to get to relearn who your parents are every decade or so. You're going to be like, oh, now I know where my parents are when you're like 20. And then you're in your 30s. And you're like, oh, no, my parents are also this way and have these faults and have these things that are actually good that I didn't know. Enough. And then you're in your 40s and you start again. You have your own children. And then probably when you have your grandchildren, you're going to be in your 60s. No, my parents. Oh, you re <laughs> rediscover them anew again yeah. and again and again. It's the same for friends, for coworkers. And this is an area where I never thought about this. As your intimate partners, because we all know one of the most, one of the deadliest things we all do with our partners is taking them for granted, knowing them, being kind of so comfortable. You don't pay attention anymore. You just kind of know who they are and what they feel like. And they kind of know who you are, mm -hmm. what you feel like. And you stop being there. You stop being in awe and wonder about discovering this person. And then yeah. you go, I don't feel anything anymore. And that person doesn't feel anything anymore. And we feel like total strangers. And what happened? And it's like that step by step by step, we stopped rediscovering each other and really seeing who we are becoming and being instead of just holding on to the version we got to know for like a year. And if you think about it, when you start dating somebody, you're so curious, you pay attention to everything and you want to know everything. And you're, and you're right. much more open right. and you're sometimes much more forgiving. Right. And you're just like, I want to know who is this? Tell me everything about you. You know, you're so excited mm -hmm. to become the adventurer in the, you know, to really discover this new land, this. And then you, yeah. yeah. And then after year two, you just don't give a shit about this anymore. You're just like, ah, yeah. whatever. I found this under known yeah. quantities in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also so easy to <clears throat> like, there will be moments where, you know, that person does something that surprises you like, wow, this is, this is awesome. Right. And there will be moments where you're like, yeah, I knew it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Right. And then it's funny sometimes how the mind can curate these in memory and kind of, you know, blur the memories of the times where they surprised yeah. you and amazed you, but have like the 3d ultra large sized high definition version of the, oh yeah, I knew again, again. Right. And, uh, it's like, so, it's so here's something that I've, have been noticing for weeks, if not months about you, but only in this conversation, did it fully come into the foreground and I can encapsulate it in a sentence, a new fact about you that I now can experience much more consciously, which is that so often when I'm rambling about an idea. I run with like a little bit of a picture and I like talk about it in circles and make it bigger and smaller. Once I've ended with my little ramble about that one note that we just discovered a plate, you come in and oftentimes you actually make a 
very picturesque metaphor out of it. Oh, this is like a tree where every year the, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, uh, the leaves grow in the exact same way. Well, this is like, it, it's very visual. You give me, do you do a visual summary? You create a picture of what I just said. It's very powerful and beautiful. And I've been noticing it, but it was just a, a tiny step behind my full consciousness. And now it's stepped to the front and I go, that's super cool that he does it. Yeah, it's not yeah. that you do it, it's not <laughs> that you can do it because I, oftentimes when I write, I realize I am not, you know, a lot of or reading, when I read a lot of reading, a lot of great writing is putting things in pictures, like describing the same thing, but in a new way. And oftentimes it's, he felt blah, blah, blah. It was like da, 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 right? It's like giving an example from a totally different, it was like a piece of wood in his ass or something, you know, like some, something that makes it much more physical and real, you yeah. know? And I've uh, been uh, thinking uh, that I don't, I don't know if I do this a lot, but in writing, it actually is not something I do naturally. And now I've noticed you do that, like almost, you know, do this so consistently <laughs> where I finish my point and you sit there and silence and you go, it's like an eagle who, you know, is flying that, and then you, <laughs> and you say it really beautifully and I go, yeah, he's okay, right. Yeah. It is like yeah. a da, 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 but I never, I've never noticed that now I'll, uh, I, I may, I'm, I'm kind of excited that I fully discovered this now. I'm like, ah, I'm going to pay more <laughs> attention to how you do this and what you do with it. <laughs> <laughs>